Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line here on a Sunday. Thrilled to have the big guy in town. You take a look. What's the king of sports books? It's BetMGM. They've been sponsoring the Lombardi line for years. Visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. Remember, loyalty program, so every time you bet, you get points. Check it out, BetMGM.com. Frank Lampard is celebrating an Everton win over Chelsea. Michael Lombardi was into that game I, I'm earlier. I'm loving this, Patrick. Everton I mean, was uh, Paul I'm McCartney's team growing up. I, I love this. It's uh, the, the fans there are just, it's unbelievable. It's did you incredible. have Everton in this game? <laughs> I, I did not. Unfortunately, I was I'm on Chelsea, sorry. which is unfortunate. It was a bad bet. It was an impulse bet. Like Chelsea will buy. Chelsea's for sale. So are the Denver Broncos. Rumor has it the Walton family will become the owners of the Broncos. That's the rumor going around the NFL draft this week. That seems to be. Is that what's I I I had I had heard rumors about the Walton family. What does that mean potentially for? The I don't think Broncos? it means anything. I think it it you know it's it doesn't mean it it's going to mean a lot for the league because these guys are going to make a. I mean I think it's going to go for over four and a half billion. Which is remarkable for these franchises. I don't know what Chelsea's going to go for. <laughs> Chelsea's going to go for a lot. But Chelsea, everybody's into Chelsea. The 76er owner, Josh Harris, is into that one. Everybody's into this one. Are you one. bullish on Russell and Denver? I think, to me, it's a great question. I I, I love Russell. I'll, you give you know. the, I'll give you the win. Till I, love, I, I, I think it's nine and a half or nine. Okay. I, I love Russell. I think Russell has got to play better. He wasn't great last he year. He was not. He was not cooking last year, Mm-mm. and that was a problem. And there's a lot of good players on Denver's team. We've been talking about Denver. I mean, Brett Musburger has been killing me because every year I pick Denver to beat the Raiders, and because they have such good talent, and yet they can't quite do it. They haven't been able to get over the top. Now with a quarterback, they should be able to do it. How about this? So if you just heard Michael talking about the Broncos' win total, it's at nine and a half down to nine. It's actually ten. 110 up and down. So your vibe to me is, is, is closer. I'd go under that posted total at 10 and it's 110. So it's not moving either up or down. Well, I mean, look, last year we saw, we saw Russ miss some games. I think when are you betting these unders, you got to take into two factors. 
I think you got to take into consideration the backup quarterback because you're betting on that the guy's not going to have a great year and he's not going to stay healthy the whole time. So you come in and play with the backup. Like, if you want to bet Washington's under, for example, you know, okay, you could say, well, I hate Wentz, but Heineke might come in and play and save him. So you got to be a little careful there because they've won in some games with Heineke. So whereas in Denver, are they going to be good enough? New coach. New coach. Change if if Wilson gets hurt, there you know you got to be careful about that. Whereas in Philadelphia, for example, we know that if they lose Jalen Hurts, this might actually increase their win total. I love all these fans in soccer. It's, it's remarkable how well, they, pop- it's nonstop singing and chanting. It's incredible. Is Are the you- beer warm or cold over there? there? <laughs> Where do you get your your impression of European beers? Is always when I said Guinness, you immediately thought warm beer. Yeah, I do. That, you don't have to drink it warm. You been to Ireland? No, no, you I have not. Well, what, what are you waiting on? You I asked Michael Gahn that when I had lunch with him the other day. What a wonderful man. And and I asked him if the beer was cold, warm in Ireland. He said, no, you can get it cold. And I was appreciative of that. I, I Ben, you can drink it cold. I, I asked you about Ireland because I think Hackett looks Irish to me. Are you <laughs> bullish on Hackett as the head coach? I love, remember, I, there's an adjustment with a new I coach love, there in Well, Denver. you know, I love Nathaniel. I love his father. His father and I started out together at this 49ers in 1984. Uh, and uh, so I'm rooting for him. You know, I think Paul Hackett, I think this whole idea that the offense, one thing Russell will have going for him, this offense will be West coast, what he wants, what he does. He's Russell has to move. Russell's got to be able to make plays with his feet. Last year, only 183 yards on the ground rushing. It's the lowest total he's ever had. He's got to be able to run the ball, get first downs with his feet, kind of slide in the pocket and make some throws. He did not do that last year. I mean, he did not play well last year. You know, now, can he come back and bounce back? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll see if he if he does that. I mean, I would bet that he does because I've seen quarterbacks bounce back. back. Look, when I went to when I went to New England in 13, 14, I didn't I didn't think Brady had much left. I thought he was <laughs> We're not 10 years later almost. 10 years later. It's incredible. I mean, you look at Brady in 13 and I defy anybody to tell me he played great in 13. It was, a, it was it, it's an outlier, but you're 100% right. It looked like that's the way it was trending. Right. And it, and when you add the age factor into the play, you're saying, "Wait a minute. I'm a little worried here." Yeah. I'm a little worried here. I, it, but it proved to be completely wrong. I mean, he's going to have weapons. We know this as far as Denver's concerned. He's oh, there's got, no he's, doubt. He's got, De- Denver's, got, Denver's got weapons. They know what to do. And, 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 and he'll do a good job of getting the ball to Sutton. He'll do a good job of getting the ball to the guys he's got to get the ball to. They just signed Melvin Gordon back. They got Williams, the running back, who I think is really good. The offensive line's pretty much intact. You know, it's going to come down to how good will they be on defense. What do teams think about being on hard knocks? They hate it. They all hate it. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I got the impression the Raiders and Gruden were kind of reveling in it a little bit. I thought they kind of, he was, I, he was hamming it up. You, you can't really like it. I mean, it's annoying. You know, they're, they're there in your face all the time and you've got to kind of play to the camera a little bit. So, I ask you because Detroit is going to be on hard knocks. Of course, Dan Campbell, and they got an a plus from your boys over at PFF. So let's go through did. what they did. They moved up for Jameson Williams. What was the reaction? What were what texts you were getting after moving up 20 spots there? Remember they did have two first round picks Two overall. They go Hutchinson. Well, I mean, look the, you know, the one thing I think most people thought they would do was get a chance to, to, uh, to improve their defense, but they need to prove their offense too. I mean, DJ, they signed DJ Chark this offseason, which gives them another outside guy, vertical outside receiver. And then they had they signed St. Brown from Green Bay, so they put some money in him. 
because they really had no receivers going into this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had no receivers. So they get, they've given Goff a great chance to see what's going on. So Pascal, they go defensive end, Kentucky. They go safety, Joseph out of Illinois. They took a tight end, but most just top heavy as far as Hutchinson falling to them at two, the native son as he's being called in Michigan. And then Jamison Williams, who I think was the, uh, the as far as just quality and speed and just explosiveness, if he recovers from that, and you do have concerns long-term about the injury, but if he recovers, I was told, I was told by some teams, I asked that question to a couple teams and, and, and he has really no arthritis or anything in that knee. So okay. he should be fine. His tape pops. Yeah. So he should be fine. So look, I mean, this team is really good up front. I mean, their offensive line got better as the year went on. Sewell started to adapt to the right tackle position. You know, Decker's a good left tackle. They're they're good inside. Ragnon the center and Swift. We you know we know Swift's a really Absolutely. good player. So they've got good and Jamal Williams can be the good change of pace power back that they need. Look, do we love golf? No one loves golf. They don't love golf. You know, but <laughs> heater for two. Yeah, exactly. As <laughs> long as he can stay indoors. What about your boy? And again, we talked about Campbell at nauseum because the quotes are there and he's going to be great for hard knocks. He was, and you pointed this out many times. He was terrible in game. Now what he has done is cultivate a cult. He's built a culture and the players do love him. And there does like that matters, but in game, he was a disaster. He really was. But now this year he's turned the offense over to Ben Johnson. So now maybe he'll go back and try to become better at that. And he'll learn from his mistakes. He's a first year head coach. They actually got better offensively when he took the game. But when they he did. took it, at, Anthony he, Lynn, his number, every metric they went up with Campbell calling plays. So, you know, they got better in that area. I, I mean, I th- I think they'll be a better team. I really do. How can they get any they worse on defense? Any, they can't be any worse overall. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, and so look, they still have questions at corner. They, the, the team speed of their defense is still a concern. Thank but, you, Matt Patricia. But they, but they're actually improving. I mean, it was one draft, and would you get Williams out there with Chark? You got two really fast players. You better be careful. What would you set the season win total for the Lions at? Seven, six. So again, I always like to get Michael's just initial take, and then you compare it to the market. And right there, I'm going over the six. That's yeah. what I do. Uh, Philly, Philadelphia, the Eagles mostly get A's across the board. Jordan Davis at 13. His position was 14 and a half. So if you had the under, you cashed the big. And you talk about special just attributes. I don't know if there's a player outside of Williams and his speed. I, I don't know if there's a player in the draft. that just comes already special yeah. with his size and his strength and his speed. They go Jurgens at center out of Nebraska. Nicobe Dean, who slipped the linebacker, popped every time you watch Georgia. That was their third overall pick. And then they got a linebacker and a tight end. Philadelphia, the Eagles draft. Well, I mean, look, they I think they got a good player inside to go along with Fletcher Cox and Jordan Hargrave. They got Milton Williams in there, who they drafted in the third round last year. So their defensive line has been the strength. I don't know if Dean's going to be able to play for him last this next year based on the intelligence that I received in terms of the pec muscle that that's a concern. So, you know, you got to worry a little bit about that. But, look, they're in perfect position. They have two ones next year. They've got a good team. They've got a really good backup quarterback. And, you know, everybody wants them to draft a receiver, but now they get A.J. Brown to come in there to kind of help them out, run after the catch, give them somebody who can take a five-yard pass and turn it into a 20-yard Devontae's game. the perfect compliment to the take perfect the top compliment off. outside, you know. I don't know where this all fits with, with the great Jalen Rieger who's going to demand a trade. I mean, this is, there's going to be fallout of this draft. 
Rieger's one of those guys who's, who's going to get traded. Keneal Harry's going to get – I mean, these are going to be guys falling out because of the, all the receivers. It's – you know, you got to make room for the new guys coming in. Remember, those receivers that were bunched were Rieger, Ayuk. Ayuk started to pop last year for he San did. Francisco. He started to play, yeah. He, he started did. to play a little he bit. He plays better than Harry. There's no doubt. A hundred percent. That division, NFC East. So, you know the Cowboys are minus 150 favorites. Uh, the Eagles are your second betting favorite in division at plus 250. I think that's a little bit more. I don't have them as a team that can win a Super Bowl, but I do think they could win that division at plus 250. The Commanders are 5 to 1, and the Giants are 10 to 1 in division Gi- NFC East. The Giants are going to be, they're in a rebuilding mode, and they got to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback and go from there. But I mean, the Eagles are a good play here to me to win plus the 250. East. Two and a half to one. You know, I think that's a good play. Because they're a hard team to play. You, you've got to handle the, the Oklahoma offense. And now all these RPO stuff that they run, you know, with, with, Smith, with Brown catching the ball on the run on the RPO, that makes it even harder for you. So you got the RPO game, the Oklahoma running game. You know, when they run the ball, like last year, when they ran the ball with Sanders, you know, they were able to do those things. Defensively, they adapted. You know, I wasn't in love with what Jonathan Gannon was doing defensively. And then they adapted later in the season. You know, are they good enough in the secondary? I don't know. Their corner situation is is pretty nebulous. I mean, Slay's still a good player, but when they have to play man-to-man, are they good enough? I think that remains to be seen. But they're they're hard to play. They are hard to play. The Jets got an A. They're of next they here on the Lombardi line. <laughs> Presented by VetMGM. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Lombardi Line, Pet MGM, as we welcome you back. Of course, having fun behind the scenes. Our engineer Kevin 
riding one hour of sleep into the show today. Although he is, there is a little pep in his step. So I think he's doing well. He was well. here before me. I just want to be <laughs> oh, on record. No, the kid, nobody, be on nobody record is more prompt. That. Nobody was, is more prompt. He's, he's here before I was. And you know, so, I mean, you know, he wasn't late. He was ready to go. Femi came in looking like he went to the club last night, too. Yeah. He'll be coming up on VEASAN, the sports betting network, in a little bit. And we know Stephen Bond keeps it dirty as well as we welcome you back. Uh, we <laughs> we were having a little fun. You know, you talked about McPherson with Cincinnati, who ended up being just a huge piece of that Super Bowl run. And the first, it was first special teamer off the board, uh, Cleveland, they took Cade York, the kicker, out of LSU, you were pointing that out as one of the surprises or interesting picks there. Well, I, I think it's a reactionary pick. I mean, look, you're the you're the Cleveland Browns, and you're you're sitting in the division, and you've got to go face. You know, you're going to play Baltimore. It, it's going to be a tight game. If for you to think it's not, you're crazy. Yeah. If you play Baltimore, you know it's going to be a tight game. You play Cincinnati, you know it's going to be a tight game. It's going to come down to a field goal, and basically, they have the best field goal kickers in Evan Evan Fitz, Fitzgerald. And and Justin Tucker, mm -hmm. they have the two best, and you don't. I mean, you don't. Last year, you were four for ten inside the forty. Four for ten inside the forty. You know, and that was McLaughlin. He was four for ten in the forty. Now he made every kick outside, but that's six points. Those right. eighteen points. When you go back over your season, those are killers. Meanwhile, the down in Cincinnati, they make those kicks. Over in Baltimore, those are automatic kicks. So I, I think that's the reaction. So they take York, they take this kid York in the fourth round. I mean, you know, so they take him in the fourth. They, they probably get a round early. But it was, to me, it was, look, if we don't match the who we're playing. You know, one of the things we used to do, this was a Sparky Anderson thing in baseball. Nice. So Sparky Anderson used to have a board. I read this from Sparky. Al Davis did this too. So he would have every team he played when he was the manager of the Reds, he would compare his player to those players and where his team's strength and weaknesses were. So, you know, catcher to catch your first baseball. So in football, you do the same thing, you know, and when you have the third or fourth worst player uh, kicker or position at the, at, in the, in the conference, how are you think you're going to win the division? If you're bad in these five areas, if you have the worst guard, the worst center, like Atlanta, you got one of the worst centers, the worst guard, let's you know, go through that. How, how do we think we're going to win the division? Well, when, that Cleveland's looking at their board and they're sitting there saying, look, we have the worst kicker in this. How do we think we're going to be winning these close games if we have this bad a kicker? So they take a shot on a guy who's rumored to be, and nobody knows with kickers. Yeah. I mean, it's like back injuries. Nobody knows, right? You don't know if you have them. And so they take the guy they think is the most accurate. I was thinking the kicker out of Florida State a few years back, many thought he was going to be the best kicker. Oh, yeah, the kid, uh, the, the uh, Bears drafted. My goodness. His Panera, no, well, not Panero. They had Panero. Aguayo. Well, Aguayo. Many thought Aguayo was going to be the best kicker we've seen since Janikowski or as far as hype. And he, he I don't know if he lasted a full season. I mean, he, he had the yips so that you never know. Many had York graded above what McPherson was last year. If that holds true, this is going to be good. Now, obviously with Cleveland, and I'll give you the numbers, Michael, uh, a lot of that draft capital early is tied up in Watson, not just this year, but next year as well. Uh, they do add Amari Cooper. And are you surprised they are your favorites in division just by a smidge? Uh, now, it depends on what book you're looking at, but the Browns are plus 175 in the AFC North. The Bengals, two to one. The Ravens, plus 220. So it's all essentially the same one, two, three. And then you've got the Steelers, nine to one. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I don't see, look, Mike Tomlin does a remarkable job for him to win 
eight games last year with that team. And Ben Roethlisberger was his quarterback. Hats off to him. But I, I think this is going to be – this is up and down. The Browns got to get better on run. De- they got to get better on third down defense, red zone defense. But those 18 points that they lost on those mid-range 40-yard field goals, which these kickers today, they're not a, that's not the hard kick. Now, what the problem is, one of the things Belichick did the first minute he arrived in Cleveland in 1991 was he wanted to sign Matt Stover because he knew Cleveland, the weather was going to be a factor. And the kicker in this weather with the wind swirling on Lake Erie, like you could drive down to the stadium on any Sunday afternoon. It could be sunny and breeze. And, and once you get in that stadium, it's a whole different, the, the seasons changed completely. The wind swirls. So they take the York kid who's kicked mostly in great weather all the time. Mostly, you yeah. know, you're in LSU. McPherson, the same thing in Florida. He kicked in great weather all the time too. So this kid makes a, you know, he's 54 for 66 on lifetime of field goals at there. So now the only thing you have to do is say, can he kick in bad weather? Like, can he kick in bad? Like Gary Anderson, the great kicker for Pittsburgh, every time he came to Cleveland, you could count on him missing a kick. As automatic as he was in his career, he was going to miss one because the grass was bad. He didn't like it. The wind, he didn't feel like he could judge all that. That's what you got to play into. And this is such an important, in a game, in a, in a game, in a sport that's ultimately decided, 75% of it decided by four points or less, this guy becomes really important. A name that I don't think many just casual NFL fans will know, but Michael will know, and I think he's kind of a legend at this point. Kevin Colbert ran his last draft yeah. for the Steelers, who is a personnel man that I always was praying the Lions because I think he started with the Lions. He did. He, he started did he? in Miami, and then he got hired by his friend, uh, his buddy, his high school friend, uh, uh, who was the personnel director in Detroit. And then from Detroit, he went to Pittsburgh. And he did a hell of a job. They needed to replace receivers. Juju, of course, and James Washington. We know they took Pickett at 20. They go George Pickens, the wide receiver George at 52. Pickens is an interesting case. And they took Calvin Austin at 138, another receiver. Pickens, Michael, is an interesting case because without the injuries at Georgia, he might have been right up there as far as the first wide receiver off the board. He's just a stud. Uh, but he dealt with injuries. We know this, a big receiver uh, that can do some damage. So they took the two receivers and uh, they took also the defensive end out of A&M, the Steelers, who are your fourth betting favorite in division. I mean, look, the question mark for the Steelers to me is going to continue to be their offensive line. Are they good enough up front? They did not look that last year. And now without a, you know, with a quarterback who's not going to get rid of the ball in the next gen greatest stats of all time in under two seconds, you know, Trubisky's going to hold the ball. Pickett's going to hold the ball because they're not going to know what to do it sometimes. Sure. So will this line get worse because of it? I mean, Big Ben could mask a little bit of it because the ball was coming out of his hands so damn quick. So I think that's going to be the biggest question mark. But I mean, look, you got Claypool and Pickens. You might have two of the biggest receivers in football. If now, if you're Cleveland, and you got to go match up to those guys. You better have a big corner. Yeah. Because this is the reaction. Like if you're sitting in your draft room instead of patting yourself on the back, you got to look at your opponents and say, "Okay, they got these two big receivers. We better go get a big corner." Maybe that's why Cleveland traded Troy Hill because they feel like, "Look, we can't live with this 4-5-9 guy. We got to we'll give him back to the Rams even though we gave him a huge contract 2 years last year." So, I I I think they are because the way they play defense, the way they are able to rush the passer with certainly the best rusher in T.J. Watt. And Highsmith played better than I thought he would last year. You know, I love the Miles Jack signing. I really do. I love Miles Jack. Like I, and I know he's coming off of the injury a couple years ago. I thought he, he I think he's going to be dynamic for him. 
you know, with him inside, I think he's going to be really a good player. So I, I, I don't – I just to me, I'm so uncertain about the quarterback, I don't have a feel for going over their win total. You know, if you could place a bet on Najee Harris signing a second deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you might want to fade that because – I mean, his usage last year, was, oh I mean, he accounted for everything on offense and he was a rookie. They're going to wear that kid out. I think he was maybe the second highest usage player across the NFL. Najee Harris did everything. I mean, I think he only ran for like three and a half a pop, but I think, he caught the ball a ton. He just was everywhere in that offense because Ben couldn't stretch the field. They couldn't. The field shrunk. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Mitchell and how long of a lease do they give Mitchell? You know, because one thing about Pickett, Pickett will pick up the scheme pretty easily. Yeah. You know, at Pitt, I mean, he he'll know what to do. Now, where will they do that? And where's this push Mason Rudolph? You know, where does that put Mason Rudolph? You know, and like, because they got four quarterbacks, they're probably going to try to, you know, they'll put the one kid that they drafted in the seventh round from South Dakota State, uh, Oladakun, on on uh, practice, so that gives them their four quarterbacks. But to me, where does that fit everybody? I think this is a, this is a team that if they get good quarterbacking play could be a, a big surprise to people. I really think and we that. know Pickett's going to feel comfortable at Heinz Field. That's where he played. Yeah. So the, the, he's he's coming home literally. Um, I mean, there's another place that's hard to kick, right? I mean, swirling. It's swirling Especially at one end. At one end, and Boswell seems to do it really well. So you know, this is why I think that the Cade York pick is so critical for Cleveland. When you break it down, stay in division just to finish off the North Cincinnati went to a Super Bowl last year with the first round pick 31 overall. They took Daxton Hill, who a lot of people like the safety out of Michigan and their second pick was another safety out of Nebraska. So they're going to try to continue the success they had last year, Michael. Well, I mean, they're trying to fix Look, that one thing they did in the offseason is they made it an attempt to fix their offensive line. You know, they signed Ted Karras, you know, they, they, they've got they, they've signed Karras. They signed Collins, who was with the coach. From uh, uh, from Dallas, so they've got the right tackle situation. They signed Kappa at right guard. I mean, they've rebuilt the offensive line. Yeah, they have rebuilt the offensive line. Put Carrison at center. You know, the Jackson Carmen kid from Clemson who they drafted in the second round. So they they've done that. I mean, they really don't need anything on offense. I mean, they can just continue to focus on defense. And they were good on defense. And if they get if they get their Hendrickson, if they get him back at full strength. This B.J. Hill kid that they, tra- they, they traded for from d- the Giants is, was a blessing for them, really. Kappa did a great job with It's a Wonderful Life. Was that him? <laughs> no, that's Co- Frank. That's, his, that's probably his grandfather. <laughs> it was Capra. Something like Remember, that. they drafted two safeties. And- Coming back. We'll discuss it. Oh. Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> spring is here. 59 bucks. Okay, so we get everything ju- through July 31st. I mean, when I say everything, of course, Kentucky Derby betting guide, USFL, NASCAR, but here's what you're really going to get. Adam Burke's daily MLB plays and the best bets from Major League Baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel with the best bets from the association, the NBA. Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, so we've got everything for you through July 31st for $59. This is a tremendous deal. Vsin.com slash spring. Also, point spread weekly involved. Vsin.com slash spring. Michael Lombardi there. And by that, I don't mean New Jersey. Literally right here over there in studio with us. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line. We head out to Atlantic City and say hi to Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. He's our partner. And we say hi, TG. How you doing? Doing well, guys. Uh, How are you guys? Is this the last day for Michael in Las Vegas? Or is he... Still staying out there. 
No, Pat, no, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and see you. I've got to be back in uh, the Philadelphia area to witness the um, uh-oh, to witness the uh, the series. You know, <laughs> to join forces with all our friends and the wake. Okay, the wake and celebrate. You know, you <laughs> celebrate the Broad Street Parade that's going to occur based on the the Eagles draft. We'll get ready for that. Wait, they're going to celebrate a first round win? Well, they're going to win everything now. Oh. You don't know that without him being. Yeah, it, this is not checkers, Patrick. We don't just jump one move. We jump. You get queen when you make good moves in Philadelphia. <laughs> Fair get, enough. You know, so you jump all that, right, Thomas? That's right. That's right. So I, I don't know. What are you more excited for, the the Sixers or the the Eagles season? Uh, I'm more excited to get angry at Doc for not playing Paul Reed and Charles Bassey during the season, and then when they go out there, they look like crap. And then I'm gonna see. This is exactly. I, I know where I'm going with this <laughs> don't, one. Don't get don't don't get them started. What is the series price now? Obviously, the Embiid injury changes everything. But what did you adjust to? Like Miami minus four fifty? Yes. That's correct. That's, that that's is a big correct. Number. A big, big move there. And uh, Michael, what what price would you make uh, Reed fouling out in Game One? I'm going to say maybe a dollar eighty. Oh, I I would say lower than that. I mean, he uh, third, by the third quarter he's going to foul out. <laughs> A lot of yeah. positivity about the 76 Well, he just fouls. I mean, he fouls all the yeah. time. I mean, it's just it just he he he's not played enough. I mean, that's really the reality. He hasn't played enough, and yeah. and he shows a lot of energy uncontrolled energy at times. And so he doesn't play with any sense of discipline. He doesn't play slow, but fast. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. He doesn't play under control. He, he, you see the spurts of athleticism. You see why he was the G league player of the year. He's got certain, a lot of skills and he plays with a sense of competitiveness, but that competitiveness is out of control, which leads to fouls. Let's let's do now, this. In, oh, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, though, I think I really think you're going to see uh, actually Tobias Harris kind of in that five role uh, for much of this series, and just going to see a much smaller lineup out of Philadelphia because Harris can potentially play the five. I think he has enough. So obviously, he's undersized for five, but he he has the ability, I think, to play in that role. Uh, for short periods, and you're just going to see a small ball lineup out of the Sixers. Yeah, and then there's, you know, watch Butler go to the rim, right? Lowry and then Butler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, without that defensive anchor and the big, I totally agree. I I think Giannis could have historic numbers and still lose this series in five or six. Uh, give me your take on the Bucks celtics That's coming up in just a couple of hours here. Give me the number for today, but I just want your overview on the series as well, Thomas. Yeah, so, well, if you're looking at the series price, uh, the Celtics minus 225 um, right now as they head into game one. And game one, Celtics favored by four and a half points. The total has come back to where uh, we open at 218 and a half. So you're seeing a little bit of movement here late to the over. Uh, but this is the most anticipated series, I think, of the second round. Um, Celtics coming off the, the sweep of Brooklyn against the defending champs in, in Milwaukee. Now, these teams split the four games in the regular season. They finished with the exact same record. Uh, Boston had the tiebreaker and received ahead of Milwaukee. Um, and they may be tempted to say this will be you know, a matchup of one of the best defenses in the league in Boston going up against one of the best offenses in Milwaukee. But it's been the Bucks who have been shown – they've shown their ability lately to raise their defensive levels. Uh, and everyone knows the type of defensive player Marcus Smart is, but don't sleep on – Drew Holiday, who's a great on-ball defender. I think this is a series where I think home court is really going to matter. The absence of Middleton is going to hurt. We, we saw him get red hot in quite a few games last year in the playoffs, so the Bucks will 
really need other players to step up and help Giannis in the scoring department. Like you said, Patrick, you know, Giannis could go, you know, an average over 30 points a game, but will it be enough? They are going to need someone else to really step up and help, help him with that load. And you have to wonder if Milwaukee's second guessing their choice to not show up in their final regular season game there, because they wanted to avoid the nets if they got the two seed, because now they don't have home court advantage for this series. And, uh, you know, I, I believe the Bucks they'll, they'll want to push the tempo in these games, make them as high-scoring as possible, because I would say the lower the score, the more it's going to favor Boston in this series. No doubt. And I, I think you're right. I mean, I think they just got scared of Brooklyn, right, Patrick? Mm-hmm. I think I they just, got scared of Brooklyn. Remember, I think... put our heads in a pretzel that day, but he's 100% right. They avoided it. Boston didn't avoid it, and now Boston has the home court. Yeah, and Boston's got great momentum. I mean, look, they, their, their confidence level is at an, an extreme high. I, I hope for the sake, I, I, even though Boston swept them, Brooklyn, they were four really good games. Didn't you feel like that? They were four good games. Absolutely. That could have gone either way, you know? And so I, I don't know if Milwaukee can play four of those kind of games Without Middleton, I think that's going to be the hardest uh, yeah. thing. Why the Middleton, I don't see it. Uh, I, Middleton piece is too much to overcome. I totally agree. Are you DraftKings just went to five with Boston off the four and a half opener? How about you, Thomas? Now we're still sitting at uh, we're still sitting four and a half here, and um, uh, you know we are taking Boston money. So uh, again, I think you're going to start seeing some fives. And, uh, DraftKings was the first there, but yeah, we're, we certainly have. The money and the ticket count here favoring Boston. Um, if I'd be leaning this game, I would lean maybe Boston first half and uh, grab the uh, the two and a half there in the first half. How about the under? I think the under's in play. We had Will Hill on earlier, and he liked the under. Like the, he likes Milwaukee under the 107, and I think that's a good play. And I, and I think the under in this game, I do think this is not going to – the pace is going to be controlled – by Boston's defense. And, you know, if you're Milwaukee, do you want this to be a high paced game? I think because you're losing one of your best scores. That undercast. Well, I, I think uh, they do. Yeah. And I the, think Milwaukee does. Yeah. I totally agree with both of you. The, I believe the undercast in all five bulls bucks games, right? Yeah, it did. The more that I think about it. Mm-hmm. So, and I, the bucks haven't been on fire offensively. They were very good defensively, Michael, against the bulls, but not offensively. And I, this is, it's not to me. It's not the 4 Pistons defensively, but Boston is like they're not. I mean, they're close to getting to a point where they're all-time great just because their wings can switch all over. No the doubt. Place. And what Thomas said about Holiday, okay. he's a good defender, and but he turned the ball over in a couple of those games way too much. And when he corrected it, they were able to get. That's when Chicago lost the game and they he couldn't control the ball. Yep. So with smart on the ball defense is going to be challenging. And remember, you saw a lot of poor shooting performances from the Bucks in that series against yes. Chicago. You know, pace of play was not the issue. It was the poor shooting. That's 100% right. I, I want your take on the Warriors-Grizzlies series overall. Then we'll get to the numbers. Give me your take just overall in the series. Uh, I, I think this is all comes down to experience. Uh, uh, Warriors uh, minus 275 in the series price. I would, you know, look to certainly bet the Warriors here. I, I think just the experience factor is going to be too much. Uh, th- does Memphis win a game or two? Yeah, um, they probably can, but uh, I think if Golden State plays under control um, with the uh, listen the core of this core group here for Golden State, I mean they have all the experience. They know what how to do this. They know how to be successful. Um, Memphis is a young, exciting team. 
But uh, if Golden State plays under control, limits the turnovers, I, I don't see a path really forward for Memphis here. Um, even if they steal, um, you know, a game in Golden State, I, it's Golden State's peaking right now with their offense, and it's going to be a tough, tough road for, for Memphis. Yeah, I, I, I see that too. I mean, I think this is an experience. I mean, look, Memphis is here. I think they're resolved to win the game. Their experience got them past the Pelicans. But those you know, there was opportunity, excuse me, against the Timberwolves, but there were so many opportunities for the Timberwolves 100%. to close that thing out. How many double-digit leads did they have I mean, they up? just, to me, the yeah. Timberwolves didn't have that killer instinct. I, I, the Warriors, we know they do. Thomas, last night at the book, you had boxing and UFC. I mean, there was just, it felt like there was a lot of action late night. There was. You know, we had the UFC there on ESPN, which um, – Always a, is a nice little draw there uh, when it's uh, nationally televised. And, yeah, I mean, between baseball, I, no NBA games, obviously, yesterday. So you thought it would be a slower day. But um, uh, handle was very good yesterday here. So can't complain. And now the draft is wrapped up. And, you know, I, hey, I always said when you go in and you're booked the draft, if you can break even, oh, count it as a win. Try me a we ended up uh, – well, we ended up with a small peanut as a win, and so I, I'm happy with that. Hey, I'm very is, there, happy with that. is there any truth to the rumor you discovered Sebastian Maniscalco? That's true. Um, he, I, I did not personally discover him, no, but uh, yes, he played very, very early on here. We kept booking him and kept booking him, and uh, he's blown up. See that? You know, he can, the man can see talent. Thomas it, is humble. That's it, what the, it, the he man recognized talent. And, yes. you know, I, I think when he was on stage, if they would have let him talk and Big Ed was talking, you know, he would have thanked Thomas <laughs> in the Borgata. TG, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Lombardi line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're 
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> VSIN Spring is here. Fifty-nine bucks. Okay, so we get everything ju through July thirty-first. I mean, when I say everything. Of course, Kentucky Derby betting guide, USFL, NASCAR. But here's what you're really going to get. Adam Burke's daily MLB plays and the best bets from Major League Baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel with the best bets from the association, the NBA. Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, so we've got everything for you through July 31st for $59. Just a tremendous deal. vcin.com slash spring. Also, point spread weekly involved. vcin.com slash spring. Michael Lombardi there, and by that I don't mean New Jersey, literally right here over there in studio with us. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. We head out to Atlantic City and say hi to Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. He's our partner, and we say hi, TG. How you doing? Doing well, guys. Uh, how are you guys? Is this the last day for Michael in Las Vegas, or is he still staying out there? No, Pat, no, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and see you. I've got to be back in uh, the Philadelphia area to witness the um, uh oh, to witness the uh, the series. You know, to join forces with all our friends and the wake. Okay, the wake and celebrate. You know, you celebrate the Broad Street Parade that's going to occur based on the the Eagles draft. We'll get ready for that. Wait, they're going to celebrate a first round win? Well, they're going to win everything now. Oh. You don't know that without him beat. Yeah, it, this is not checkers, Patrick. We don't just jump one move. We jump. You get queen when you make good moves in Philadelphia. You <laughs> Fair get, enough. You know, so you jump all that, right, Thomas? That's right. That's right. So I, I don't know. What are you more excited for, the the Sixers or the the Eagles season? Uh, I'm more excited <laughs> to get angry at Doc for not playing Paul Reed and Charles Bassey during the season, and then when they go out there, they look like crap. And then I'm gonna see. This is exactly. I, I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, one. Don't get don't don't get them started. What is the series price now? Obviously, the Embiid injury changes everything. But what did you adjust to? Like Miami minus four fifty? Yes. That's correct. That's, that that's is a correct. Big, a big, big move there. And uh, Michael, what what price would you make uh, Reed fouling out in Game One? I'm going to say maybe a dollar eighty. Oh, I I would say lower than that. I mean, he uh, by the third quarter he's going to foul out. <laughs> a lot of yeah. positivity about the seventy. Well, he just fouls. I mean, he fouls all the yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just he he he's not played enough. I mean, that's really the reality. He hasn't played enough, and yeah. and he shows a lot of energy uncontrolled energy at times. And so he doesn't play with any sense of discipline. He doesn't play slow, but fast. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. He doesn't play under control. He, he, you see the spurts of athleticism. You see why he was the G league player of the year. He's got certain, a lot of skills and he plays with a sense of competitiveness, but that competitiveness is out of control, which leads to fouls. Let's let's do now, this. In, oh, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, though, I think I really think you're going to see uh, actually Tobias Harris kind of in that five role uh, for much of this series, and just going to see a much smaller lineup out of Philadelphia because Harris can potentially play the five. I think he has enough. Obviously, he's undersized for five, but he he has the ability, I think, to play in that role. Uh, for short periods, and you're just going to see a small ball lineup out of the Sixers. Yeah, and then there's, you know, watch Butler go to the rim, right? Lowry and then Butler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without that defensive anchor and the big, I totally agree. I I think Giannis could have historic numbers and still lose this series in five or six. Uh, give me your take on the Bucks celtics That's coming up in just a couple of hours here. Give me the number for today, but I just want your overview on the series as well, Thomas. Yeah, so, well, if you're looking at the series price, 
the Celtics minus 225 um, right now as they head into game one. And game one, Celtics favored by four and a half points. The total has come back to where uh, we opened at 218 and a half. So you're seeing a little bit of movement here late to the over. Uh, but this is the most anticipated series, I think, of the second round. Um, Celtics coming off the, the sweep of Brooklyn against the defending champs in, in Milwaukee. You know, these teams split the four games in the regular season. They finished with the exact same record. Uh, Boston had the tiebreaker, and we're seated ahead of Milwaukee. Um, and they may be tempted to say this will be you know, a matchup of one of the best defenses in the league in Boston going up against one of the best offenses in Milwaukee. But it's been the Bucks who have been shown – they've shown their ability lately to raise their defensive levels. Uh, and everyone knows the type of defensive player Marcus Smart is, but don't sleep on Drew Holiday, who's a great on-ball defender. I think this is a series where I think home court is really going to matter. The absence of Middleton is going to hurt. We, we saw him get red hot in quite a few games last year in the playoffs, so the Bucks will really need other players to step up and help Giannis in the scoring department, like you said, Patrick. You know, Giannis could go, you know, an average over 30 points a game, but will it be enough? They're going to need someone else to really step up and help help him with that load. And you have to wonder if Milwaukee's second-guessing their choice to not show up in their final regular season game there because they wanted to avoid the Nets if they got the two seed. Because now they don't have a home court advantage for this series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I believe the Bucks they'll, they'll want to push the tempo in these games. Make them as high-scoring as possible because I would say the lower the score, the more it's going to favor Boston in this series. No doubt. And I, I think you're right. I mean, I think they just got scared of Brooklyn, right, Patrick? Mm-hmm. I think I, they got scared of Brooklyn. Remember, I think... put our heads in a pretzel that day, but he's 100% right. They avoided it. Boston didn't avoid it, and now Boston has the home court. Yeah, and Boston's got great momentum. I mean, look, they, their confidence level is at an, an extreme high. I, I hope for the sake I, – I, even though Boston swept them, Brooklyn. They were four really good games. Didn't you feel like that? They were four good games Absolutely. that could have gone either way, you know? And so I, I don't know if Milwaukee can play four of those kind of games without Middleton. I think that's going to be the hardest uh, yeah. thing. The why middle, I don't see uh, it. I, the Middleton piece is too much to overcome. I totally agree. Are you DraftKings just went to five with Boston off the four and a half opener. How about you, Thomas? Now we're still sitting at uh we're still sitting four and a half here and um, you know, we are taking Boston money. So, again, I think you're going to start seeing some fives. If DraftKings was the first there. But, yeah, we're, we certainly have the money and the ticket count here favoring Boston. Um, if I'd be leaning this game, I would lean maybe Boston first half and uh, grab the, uh, the two and a half there in the first half. How about the under? I think the under's in play. We had Will Hill on earlier, and he liked the under. Like the, he likes Milwaukee under the 107, and I think that's a good play. And I, and I think the under in this game, I do think this is not going to – the pace is going to be controlled by Boston's defense. And, you know, if you're Milwaukee, do you want this to be a high-paced game? I think because you're losing one of your best scores. That undercast. Well, I, I think they do. Yeah, and I the, think Milwaukee does. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you. The, I believe the undercast in all five Bulls Bucks games, right? Yeah, it did. The more that I think about it, mm-hmm. so and I, the Bucks haven't been on fire offensively. They were very good defensively, Michael, against the Bulls, but not offensively. And I, this is, it's not to me. It's not the 0-4 Pistons defensively, but Boston is like they're not 
I mean, they're close to getting to a point where they're all-time great just because their wings can switch all over no the place. No doubt. And what Thomas said about Holiday, okay. he's a good defender. and But he turned the ball over in a couple of those games way too much. And when he corrected it, they were able to get – that's when Chicago lost the game. They he couldn't control the balls. Yep. With smart on-the-ball defense is going to be challenging. And remember, you saw a lot of poor shooting performances from the Bucs in that series against yes. Chicago. You know, pace of play was not the issue. It was the poor shooting. That's 100% right. I, I want your take on the Warriors-Grizzlies series overall. Then we'll get to the numbers. Give me your take just overall on the series. Uh, I, I think this all comes down to experience. Uh, uh, Warriors uh, minus 275 on the series price. I would, you know, look to certainly bet the Warriors here. I, I think just the experience factor is going to be too much. Uh, th- does Memphis win a game or two? Yeah, um, they probably can, but uh, I think if Golden State plays under control um, with the uh, listen, the core of this core group here for Golden State, I mean, they have all the experience. They know what how to do this. They know how to be successful. Um, Memphis is a young, exciting team, but uh, if Golden State plays under control, limits the turnovers, I, I don't see a path really forward for Memphis here. Um, even if they steal, um, you know, a game in Golden State, uh, it's Golden State's peaking right now with their offense, and it's going to be a tough, tough road for for Memphis. Yeah, I, I, I see that too. I mean, I think this is an experience. I mean, look, Memphis is here. I think they're resolved to win the game. Their experience got them past the Pelicans. But those, you know, there was opportunity, excuse me, against the Timberwolves, but there were so many opportunities for the Timberwolves 100%. to close that thing out. How many double-digit leads did they have I mean, they up? just, to me, the yeah. Timberwolves didn't have that killer instinct. I, I, the Warriors, we know they do. Thomas, last night at the book, did you have boxing and UFC? I mean, there was just, it felt like there was a lot of action late night. There was. You know, we had the UFC there on ESPN, which um, – always a, is a nice little draw there uh, when it's uh, nationally televised. And, yeah, I mean, between baseball, I, no NBA games, obviously, yesterday. So you thought it would be a slower day, but um, uh, handle was very good yesterday here. So can't complain, and now the draft is wrapped up. And, you know, I, hey, I always said when you go in and you're booked to draft, if you can break even, oh, count it as a win. A we ended up uh, – well, we ended up with a small peanut as a win, and so I, I'm happy with that. Hey, I'm very is, there, happy with is that. there any truth to the rumor you discovered Sebastian Maniscalco? That's true. Um, he, I, I did not personally discover him, no, but uh, yes, he played very, very early on here. We kept booking him and kept booking him, and uh, he's blown up. See that? You know, he can, the man can see talent. Thomas it, is humble. That's it, what the, what the he man just recognized talent. And, yes. you know, I, I think when he was on stage, if they would have let him talk and Big Ed was talking, you know, he would have thanked Thomas <laughs> in the Borgata. <laughs> TG, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Lombardi line. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM 
BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VSIN approach is simple. The more you know as a sports better, the better chance you have to succeed. We cover every sport from the better's perspective. And we bring that excitement, experience, nail-biting agony, and of course, the pure fun of the action to our broadcasts. VSIN also has unparalleled digital resources on vsin.com and our mobile app. Plus, our daily emails bring you today's biggest stories, and Point Spread Weekly delivers in-depth coverage of the biggest betting events of the week. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you didn't catch Follow the Money, here's what you missed. Walker, why, why was this, Paulie? Why was Walker still around 450 to be the first pick? We're talking, ah, give or take an hour before the draft. Good point. He's even had later quantum money, too, at points spent other places. I mean, the cat was out of the bag right. at that point, as far as I was concerned. You're right. Several people reported uh, even Wednesday that it was a done deal. Uh, excellent point there. The Hutchinson Thibodeau thing at number two. What would happen at number three? All that was heating up, and in uh, the talk about could someone move up or back with the trades, which turned out to be crazy too. But so then, what happened with that late steam on Thibodeau going number two, and Hutchinson then falling? Because that was circulating like gangbusters again yesterday. I don't know. I heard a bunch of stuff on Hutchinson. Follow the money weekdays at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Check out the new betting splits feature on VEASAN.com before you place your next bet. Every day we post the latest splits with the percentage of bets and money on teams and total for each game. Track which teams are seeing the most tickets written and if the public action matches the money coming in on those games, give yourself an edge. Betting splits plus live odds, line moves, power ratings, and game analysis makes VEASAN.com the place to visit before you place your next bet. That's VSIN.com. This spring, the VEASAN experts are giving you the complete betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, you can get access to everything we have to offer through July for only $59. The VEASAN experts are analyzing every playoff game, along with daily coverage of baseball, tennis, soccer, and golf. And of course, you'll get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, and betting splits on VEASAN.com. Don't wait. Sign up now and save over 50% at VEASAN.com spring. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. King of Sportsbooks, unleash the spirit of Vegas rewards program over at BetMGM. It's pretty cool. You can redeem the online bonuses, convert them into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. So you can do whatever you want. It's a loyalty program like your credit card. You get points every time you bet through BetMGM.com or the BetMGM app. You got to be 21 years or older. 
1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, we've got Femi and James Salinas coming up next, betting across America. But right now, we got one more segment with our guy, Michael Lombardi, in studio. Then he's headed to Cancun after yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you can get me there, Patrick. I mean, I don't think you're going to get me there. <laughs> well, speaking of Cancun, I don't know where the golf is being played, but our next guest, Wes Reynolds, he's sweating out an early Mexican open <laughs> bet this morning as we say hi to VEASAN host, Wes Reynolds. Hi, Wes. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, this is over in uh, Catalonia, Spain for the Catalonia Championship. Oh, I'd go there. Close to Mexico. I, I'd, go, I'd, go, I'd go there. Okay, I'm <laughs> Thanks, okay. Femi. We thought we were in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Femi told us we were in Puerto Vallarta. I mean, I wasn't going there. I watched too many narco episodes. Like, I wasn't going we there. Are, we are in Puerto Vallarta later this afternoon. I uh, got Cam Champ, two back, John Rahm. So, also have Audrey Arnos, the Spaniard, trying to get his first DP World Tour win over here in Catalonia on the playoff. Femi, you were right. I apologize. I, I, you know, Wes, I tip my hat to you. You are a worldwide golf player. I mean, there's they you're call on the worldwide West. You're on the worldwide West. That's what they call me, guys. You're on yes. the European tour and the American tour. That's fairly impressive. Where's Ricky Fowler playing this weekend? Uh, I don't believe he is uh, playing this weekend. He is in the Wells Fargo field though next week, Michael. So maybe that's where he gets off the Schneid uh, next week around the DC area. Wow, thank you, play <laughs> You're you're obsessed with Ricky. I would like to have a conversation with Ricky. What like would you say? I would say, Ricky, look, you got too much talent to not be this, to not, to not win, and and it's really in between your ears. You got to stop being a nice guy. Yeah. You know, you're not the greeter at Caesar's Palace. Like, like we got to stop. We got to get back to it. We got to get, we got to get this thing going. You're too good to not to not win. Like God gave you the talent. Give me a you're comp cheap. in the NFL. Wasted talent. Just Jeff where he, George. Oh my gosh, you could sling it like Jeff George. Well, West knows Jeff George. Oh man, man. Those, those are those are scars that never heal for us Indianapolis Colts fans with Jeff George. Oh, uh, could he Brian sling Joy it? Of Warren Central High School and uh, eventually got booed out of his own stadium in his own hometown. He could sling it. He could. He's got great ability. I mean, there's nothing. You know, what's that Bronx tail line? There's nothing worse than cheetah talent. Yeah, you know, wasted talent. I mean. Ricky's got too much. I mean, not that he hasn't won, but to he, the job is to win majors. The job is to to make your to, to create a legacy for yourself and to compete at the highest level. And and you got to raise your game. You can't be so happy for everybody else. Wes, did you enjoy the uh, Dustin Johnson Paulina Gretzky wedding? I know you were there. Uh, I, I did enjoy, and uh, you can see the pictures on the Instagram of uh, <laughs> the lovely Paulina Gretzky uh, marrying uh, Dustin Johnson. So. Uh, a, a fun time was had by all down in Tennessee. Well, I, I can tell you this. Blackberry Farms, one of the greatest venues you could ever go to. So Blackberry Farms, I've never been, but Blackberry, the reason I know this is because I'm the owner of two Lagotos. Blackberry Farms is now has become the Lagoto central place in America. Used to both my dogs are from Italy, but you had to go to Italy to get them. But but they are breeding, they're trying to create truffles in Tennessee. It's a beautiful venue. It's right near Knoxville. Yeah. It's outside of Knoxville. And they have actually Jason Witten ha has a Lagoto from Blackberry Farms. So they th this is where you're kind of going to get it. So I'm sure Paulina and Dustin got a Lagoto. They got a, a dog on the, the way. The greatest out. gift ever. I mean, Josh Dan McDaniels and I were talking about last night. He has two. I have two. The greatest ever. Nashville, the new Austin. Everybody's going That's to right. Nashville. That's right. Uh, we've got two series opening today. The Bucks and Celtics, I know you have a play. So I'll start with the late one, the Warriors-Grizzlies. It's a tough spot for the Grizz coming back home here. I know you don't have a play here, but just give me an overview, Wes, on the series. 
Yeah, and I do like Golden State. I think everybody else kind of likes Golden State in this series, too, even though Memphis did go 3-1 and one in the regular season series. Uh, Curry played in three of those four games, but Draymond only played in two of those games. Clay Thompson only played in one. And you look at the Warriors, they're just kind of hitting their stride right now. I think Steve Kerr going with that quote-unquote death lineup, as it's been dubbed, with uh, Curry and Thompson and Jordan and going small and they could just spread you out so much and you know I wonder if, if Memphis is going to have a trouble with that because you kind of saw that Minnesota was able to do that at least a little bit in in the opening round what Minnesota basically did was play Steven Adams out of the series and that forced Memphis to go small I think Golden State might want to force might be able to force them to go small either I don't want to overvalue the Warriors because look Denver we saw what happened with Jokic. I mean, he was doing his damnedest to carry this team without Murray, without Porter Jr. He just couldn't get any consistent help in that series. However, I do think that the Warriors now, they're kind of finally have flipped the switch. They kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch, and you're wondering, okay, what's going on with the Dubs? But I think Golden State, just more dynamic offensively, much better defensively. Uh, you saw Memphis be so up and down against Minnesota. Now, Memphis maybe is going to play with some house money here because they kind of validated themselves because they were the number two seed. And then Minnesota took game one. It's like, oh, wow, these guys, maybe they aren't that good. So maybe they feel like they're playing a little bit with house money here. But I just think the experience of Golden State, I like them in six games. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think they're going to steal a couple, Patrick, just because of their. They're, they're getting better. There's no doubt. I mean, and they got and you get Bain going. You He's get so good. Brooks, uh, Dylan Brooks going. You get you get some of these complimentary players they have on their team. Jackson plays defense. I mean, there'll be a challenge for them. I, the, the hardest thing about handicapping the NBA, Wes, and I don't, is you can't use the regular season to give you any indication right. of what the postseason is going to be about. So you have to almost throw that away, and you have to look at the landscape of the games currently as they play forward, and they struggled with Minnesota. There's no denying it. They struggle with Minnesota. They're going to struggle with Golden State. And, and to Michael's point, Wes, the Bucks celtics series, they split the series season series 2-2, both winning two on their home court. But one of the four where two teams were full strength, and that was back in December. So taking the regular season series and applying it to the postseason is, is dubious. As Michael pointed out, Bucks celtics today, you do like the Bucks catching the number. You can get a five right now. Yeah, and, and there are some fives starting to show here, and I do like Milwaukee a little bit, even though I've got an Eastern Conference feature on Boston long-term from uh, a couple months ago. But if you look, I think maybe Boston could be getting a little bit slightly overvalued off sweeping the Brooklyn Nets, and I think it was part and parcel because Brooklyn was a little bit overvalued. Boston, by the way, has not played since Monday since they completed that sweep. Milwaukee hasn't played since Wednesday, so both these teams for the playoffs have had kind of a little bit of a long layoff, so I'm not sure how that's going to affect the total. It looks like the over is getting money here, but I would maybe lean to the under very small, but I'm not going to play that. I'm going to go ahead and play the Bucks here. I just think that this is a little bit inflated. I know Middleton is injured, but... Grayson Allen has made up for his offense. He doesn't make up for Middleton's loss on the defensive end, but Grayson Allen has been the guy. If you've been playing his props, you've been cashing a lot of tickets because he's been hitting a lot of threes. I think Boston's defense is going to be better than Chicago's is, clearly, but this is a little bit inflated. The home court, I don't think, has really meant as much so far in the postseason. You've seen a lot of road victories. We talked about it on Friday, guys, in Game 6. 
over the weekend, you had four road favorites. And all the road teams, all the small road favorites won in game six. So I don't think the home court matters as much as maybe the mainstream press would have you to believe. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, and I think, you know, look, you're playing you're playing uh, uh, the props on, on my man uh, from, uh, uh, shoot, I just like Grayson Allen. You're playing props on Grayson <laughs> Allen. Grayson went nuts in that series. I mean, you, you're just playing numbers because there's no way you're like endeared yourself. He's endeared himself as a fan. Like, I want to play him, you know, because you love him. You're just playing the number, and you're right. <laughs> yeah, America's sweetheart, Grayson yeah. Allen. Uh, the Colts, what did you think of the draft? Of course, they didn't have their first rounder because of the Carson Wentz trade. Alec Pierce, the big receiver out of Cincinnati, you got to be excited. What did you think overall there, Wes? No, I like what they did in the, in the second round and in the third round. Uh, look, not having that pick because of the, uh, the Wentz deal obviously puts you a little bit behind the eight ball, but I think what Chris Ballard and company got back in that trade it kind of covered up at least a little bit of a mistake because I think, uh, you know, clearly Carson Wentz did not work out, but I like getting the guy Pierce. I, I actually like the offensive lineman they got out of central Michigan, Raymond, who I think that they were targeting. I was noticing maybe some interest in him in the second round and to get him around later, I think matters. Uh, Jelani Woods, the tight end of Virginia, he's only given you one year of production, but he's a big dude. He's six foot seven. And with Jack Doyle's retirement, you need somebody. I don't know if Mo Ali Cox is like an every down tight end. I think he's a good complimentary number two tight end, but maybe this kid Woods can step in right away. And then I know Ballard and company, they really like Nick Cross, who they traded up for to get at the end of the third round out of Maryland. So I think they came away with a good, decent amount, despite not having a first round pick. Yeah, I do too. I mean, look, the, the, the greatest thing the Colts did was admit they were wrong on Wentz and they move forward. Wes, good luck in Spain. Thank you, Wes. Good luck in Mexico. Gracias. Be careful in Mexico, Wes. That's Wes Reynolds. Michael. It's been a pleasure, Patrick. It's been a blast. We should do this more often. Are you going to really be able think... to get to tomorrow's show? Are you going to be you going to get in time? Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Get back tomorrow. No yeah. Millie at home? No Millie. Got Bachelor. Care. I got to take care of the, I'm gotta take care of the Blackberry Farm dogs. I got to <laughs> see my Bella. I miss her. I haven't seen her in a Go couple of days. Go see the squad. Thank you. It's great to Thank see you, you Michael. Femi and James Salinas next here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER.